This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer flying solo. Larry off on vacation this week. I don't know. Maybe he is just so locked in on the World Cup that he just can't focus on a show. I, I don't know. I've not talked to him. I don't want to bother him on vacation. I don't want to. He might be, you know, away. He might be just, you know, doing things with family. He might be locked in on the TV. I was locked in on the TV, the, the, the U.S.-England match. We had family in from out of town. My sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, their kids were in. And my brother-in-law, huge into soccer, loves soccer, is all about the World Cup. So when would that, well, that, that match was what, Friday? Was that, yeah, it was Friday, right? So we all sat around the TV. Or was that sad? I can't remember. Who can keep track? We all sat around the TV. We're all ready for the U.S., England to see the action. And by the end of it, my brother-in-law was apologizing to everybody because he's like, I'm sorry I made you sit through that. So, like, for all the soccer people out there or, you know, want to attack it, how dare you criticize the beautiful game? There are matches. There have to be matches that are boring, even at the World Cup, even with soccer. It happens. And that one, woof, that was a snooze. At least today you got something. Now, it was the U.S. holding on for dear life here at the end. That was the excitement of it because, you know, if you end up tying against Iran, I mean, come on. The women's team, they're demolishing people. Can we get a couple of goals? I don't know, man. It doesn't seem like it's I know. I know. I'm not that knowledgeable about it. I get it. I'm not going to break it down like uh, some soccer fans will. But it seems like, you know, from the outside, the progress should be kind of coming a little faster. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying. All right, we'll get back to the phones here in a second. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. I need Sunday to get here as quickly as possible because the the silly season when it comes to uh, Mike White has already started. Now, it does feel like the the reaction to the the win on Sunday, not so much for Mike White. As I said last night, to me that was more about Zach Wilson than it was about Mike White. But it it feels like things have gotten a little overboard with um, some of the criticism uh, of of Zach uh, Wilson so far. But the the blowing up now of uh, Mike White, uh, it's already started. The bandwagon for Mike White is filling up fast, and I don't think that there's going to be anybody on. I mean, you're not going to be able to. It's going to be standing room only by Sunday. Where is this cut from, from Richard Sherman? He has a podcast, right? What, What is the name of the podcast, Harvey? Apps, that's an aptly named title, The Richard Sherman Show. Okay, so here he is saying that Mike White, I have not heard this before, but Mike White is a franchise quarterback already. Imagine if he was the number two overall pick and he was playing like this. That's what I hate about this league. I hate the pedigrees. I hate, oh, the scouts had this guy. He had all his talent. His ceiling is so high. It, it's shut up. Either they can play or they can't play. Potential is the most overused, overrated thing I've ever heard. And that's all you hear with these quarterbacks. I'm a production guy. Mike White has production. Will Zach Wilson still going to come back? For what? When has he shown the kind of game that Mike White just played? And then you hear about how his teammates are talking about him. They talk about his work ethic. You hear about how happy they are for him, how much fun they're having. That's when you know you got a special guy. If we just took everything away and swapped the stories of Zach Wilson and Mike White, it was just Mike White drafted too, and he's playing this well, and his teammates are saying this about him. You'd be like, hey, they made the right pick. They got a franchise guy. But since he was a fifth-round pick, since he's an unheralded guy, you're not talking about, oh, well, they found their franchise quarterback. He's a franchise quarterback. 
I mean, come on. I mean, are we seriously? He wasn't the fifth round pick this year. He was fifth round pick five years ago. And, and uh, you know, he's a production guy. In his two seasons with the Jets, he's thrown eight touchdowns. He's thrown eight, eight interceptions. Now, I, I think it's the right move. I would stick with Mike White. I, I understand why. If you're, if you're saying you're a win-now team, which clearly the Jets are saying they are a win-now team, by all means. But now we're just expecting that this is that Sunday's game against the Bears, missing all the starters that they were missing, is now suddenly an indication that Mike White already is a franchise core. It's amazing. The amount of people who were telling you at the draft, do you, they knew Zach Wilson, he's going to be this, he's going to be that. Isn't this exactly the same thing? It's off of one game. One, two games. Last year against the Bengals and this year against the, the, the Bears. That, that Bills game, that, one, that, one, that video has been lost from the evaluation process. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Can, we, can you let it breathe? Can anybody let anything breathe anymore? Can you just say, he's an improvement, it was great to watch him. Do we have to pro, you know, prognosticate? Oh, we, know it. we now know what Mike White is based on one game. Has there ever been a guy that you could base off of one game? Seems nuts. What it make the world make sense to me? That's what I, I find myself in a world that it just doesn't make sense anymore. Doesn't make sense anymore. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Let's go to Tom in the Bronx. Tom, what's going on, pal? Hey, Gordon, uh, you're a phenomenal host. Happy to be talking with you. Thanks for taking the call. Correct, um, Tom. Thank you. Is that all you have? Oh no, you have more to say. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I got a few things. So uh, here's a suggestion for soccer: use your hands. You know, like um, right. It's just like, can we put can we put Justin Tucker on like the you know if there's extra kick, you know penalty kicks at the end of the game? Right. Like, well, I would like to think. No, look, here's the thing, Tom. I don't feel like, and thanks for the phone call. I don't feel like I need to improve soccer. It's not for me. There are certain things in life, you know. You you try it. You'll try it a second time. You'll try it a third time. Sometimes it's an acquired taste. Coffee is an acquired taste. There's nobody in the world that the first time they tried coffee, they thought to themselves, oh, my God, this is delicious. But you try it a couple of times. You get to a certain age where you need something that's legal and can give you a little bit of boost in the morning. So you, you start drinking coffee for a week. And by the end of the week, you're like, yeah, this coffee stuff is pretty good. And then you can't live without it. It's an acquired taste. Maybe for some people, soccer is an acquired taste. It's not an acquired taste for me. I've tried it. It's not for me, but it's for a lot of people. There are things that a lot of people like. I don't like uh, peanut butter. Not for me. I've tried it. It tastes like a tree. I don't like it. It's not for me. I've tried it more than enough times to try peanut butter. It's not my cup of tea. But that doesn't mean that the Jiffy people have to change it up. That's not saying that the, the who's the company up of the, the goober and grape people, they're fine doing the goober and grape. They're fine doing what they're doing in their company. They don't need to improve it for me. I'm just saying it's not for me. It's not my, it's not my thing. So I'm not, the, I'm not the, 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 the soccer hater who's telling you, well, you got to do this, you got to do that. No, they don't have to do anything. They got, the, they got the group of people. There are people everywhere around the world watching this thing. Just because it's not for me doesn't mean they have to fix anything. Uh, let's go out to Eli. Is in Washingtonville. Eli, what's going on, pal? What's going on, Dave? You're, you're a bad guy, bro. Bad, guy? bad guy? How? <laughs> Listen, just because it's not for you doesn't mean you have to attach it. 
Like, Who's attacking well, it? I'm just pointing out some of the absurdities of the thing. All right, to you. But look, look, look at the other. Let's look at. Let's take devil's advocate for a minute. And say you're a person from another country. Uh-huh. You know how ridiculous football football looks to to, to people. From Absolutely, other that's re- fine. You know, like referees have to, yeah, have referees have to guess exactly where the measurement is, and then you have two guys with sticks. Uh, you know the snooze with fest the chain. That, that, that sure, the, yeah, like the snooze fest that baseball is. Right, like, it's a thinking man's game. Right, absolutely. But listen, you just don't have to knock it. You know, the reason that I think that uh, we don't take it that seriously is because there's not a, a market for it. And like you said, when when kids are are playing soccer and, and are tre- they have to have tremendous endurance to play soccer because you're constantly running. Right. And when when they get to a certain age, they use that endurance and and their physical abilities. To go to the professional uh, realm of, of other sports that have multi-million dollar contracts. And that's why, you know, the, the soccer in the United States is not going to get better because people don't have, you know, the passion to go into the, into soccer because there's no money in it. Well, that's I mean, I, well, we I mean, don't get better. Yeah, man, but I mean, you know, if, if we had a, a lacrosse tournament around the world, I don't know if other countries play lacrosse, we'd be, we'd be doing pretty well. Um, you know, if we played, you know, some of the smaller sports that are not as, as, um, as uh, national, you know, globally uh, participated in, I think that we would do all right. I don't know. It just feels like I've been hearing all my life that the U.S., they're on the, on the upswing. They're on the, things are, things are going in the right direction. And uh, it just kind of feels, it, it feels mid it, much like the Knicks, it feels mid, middle of the road. Uh, Buddha is in the Bronx. Buddha, what's going on, my friend? Uh-oh. Do we lose Buddha? Do we have Buddha? Is it little Buddha? Is it quiet Buddha? I don't know. We don't have Buddha. Well, we'll try Buddha back in a little bit. Let's go to Steve is on Long Island. Steve, you're next up. Hey, on how you doing? Hey, what's going on, Steve? I'm good, man. Buddha probably fell asleep. That's all right. He was watching the U.S. Uh... <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right. One thing I would say, there's two things that I wanted to say, really. But one thing about the soccer, right? Like uh-huh. the U.S., if you, if we, us as, you know, Americans are rooting for the United States and thinking that that's the game that's going to bring us, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because, one, we're not on the same level as everybody else in the world with right. soccer. Uh-huh. You know, we don't no, have that fair. many stars. Right. And that's if, if, why, we're lo- you know, if we're losing to Brazil or we're losing to Spain or, you know, we're, we're you know, we yeah, can't that's do a whole different thing. Argentina, that's one thing. Today, we yeah. were fighting tooth and nail against Iran. I mean, come we're on. Iran, yep. And, you know, I'm sorry to say that, but I, I have a nephew who loves playing soccer. Yeah, right? He loves soccer. He loves soccer. But I, I feel like when he gets. At his age, by that time, we'll get soccer back right then because he's only like 10. Okay. So give it another, well, you know. Because yeah, already getting people. Fast, Steve. I'll yeah. tell you right now. Yeah, he's going to be he's gonna be a superstar. I already right. know that. Just remember that name, Altino. Remember right. that name. That's a good soccer name. You. Yes. <laughs> and the other thing I wanted to talk about is about Mike White, right? The Jets, the, there's one thing that I understand about Jets fans. They see one thing and it's like, oh, my God, we did, we did, we did. But remember, the Jets weren't supposed to go anywhere. But, like, now that they, you know, 
getting a little bit better, everybody's like, oh, okay, yeah, but the Jets, let's be serious. Even though if they make the playoffs, the Jets ain't going to beat the best teams in the AFC. They well, not. I don't know. I mean, I look, uh, they, I they beat the Bills. The beating the, yeah, they beat the Bills, but remember, this is um, when you're in the same division, all the games is always hard. Even when the Giants and the Cowboys and everybody else was stinking, every time they play each other, it's always a good game. You know, you never know who's going to win with that. But we could tell the Jets still can't beat the Patriots. You well, know, that, they beat that, the that, Bills. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that they beat the Bills, and then they dig yeah. two o'clock on the, on the Patriots. So it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, like, look. let's be happy right now where they are. That's why I say with both football teams, we should just be happy right now, and let's see what we get, you know, further, further in time. Yeah, look, and Steve, thanks for the phone call. Um, I mean, I think the Jets' season is still there to be taken, and I think that's why they made the switch that they did because they, to them, the 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 possibilities this year are good enough to make this switch, and clearly they are a playoff team. They view themselves as a playoff team. They should make the playoffs, and given their defense, they could make some noise come the playoffs based on you know how they're playing at the time. But the, the schedule is right there in front of them. I mean, the, the division is still right. Even with those two, la- two losses to the Patriots, they still get the Bills again. They still get the Dolphins again. They've got winnable games against the Lions. You would think it's a you know, home game against the Jaguars. That's a winnable game. So they could absolutely make some noise in the playoffs. The, the, you know, outside of the Chiefs, it kind of feels like the AFC is kind of wide open. Now, I think the Bills are probably the second team, at, but they've shown some – They've shown some flaws. I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility that Jets get in, that they could go on and win a playoff game this year. It's kind of based on what quarterback do you really have? What kind of quarterback is Mike? It's great that Mike White was able to light up the Bears, but there's not that come the playoffs, the Bears are not going to be there. I can tell you that much. Buddha is back with us from the Bronx. Buddha. You got me now? I got you now, my friend. What's going on? Hey, listen, I mean, I think the thing was is that you were talking about the U.S. soccer and you were talking about the wrong team. The women's team is the only team I could watch. It's the men's soccer. Right, but they're, they're, I, that's what I mean. Like, you know, they're mauling people. They, they get it. They're winning games 5 nothing. You know what I mean? Like, they're scoring goals left and right. I don't know. It just feels like the men's they team They got better be. sneakers. The men's sneakers are cement. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> All right, listen, let's get to the pertinent information. Uh, listen, I'm tired of you media types trying to slander, you know, the king of New York, Mikey Wizard. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, y'all got to stop, man. Y'all what was stop. slander? Oh, come what on. What was slander? Because I'm not ready to make him a franchise quarterback after beating the Bears. No, it's not even that. I'm not ready to make him a franchise quarterback, but he is the king of New York. He is Mike Evan White, and he is a stud, <laughs> like Todd Johnson said. But listen, though, the part that annoys me is, now, there's been some of us, we have told y'all Zach Wilson was trash from the beginning. Yeah, Oh, fair. hold on. Wait a minute. You, you earlier this year was talking about you'd rather have Zach Wilson. Than that Tua. is not you know? true. That is a lie that you have continued to propagate. That is not true. I've never oh said that. Maybe Lord. when Mike White was drafted, uh, excuse me, maybe when Zach Wilson was drafted, I said I'd be more willing to take a shot with him than what I saw from Tua at that point. But at no point this year did I say that Zach Wilson was better. Than- uh, come on. I mean, come on. Give me a little bit of credit. Even as much Listen. of a Tua doubter as I am, 
the dude is is playing on an MVP level. Mike, uh, I'm and, talking and about when the season first disaster. started. I'm not talking about now that you've come to the, the realization that he's a good player. But it's not just you. It's Michael K. It's Greeny. You know, uh, Greeny is like Carl Thomas. I mean, he's so emotional. I mean, every week is a one week he's ready to fire Salah and everybody. <laughs> that's, that, that is Jet fans. <laughs> That is Jet fans. Now, One week they're going to the Super Bowl. The next week it's fire everybody. Oh that that is the up and down of Jet fans. That's absolutely true. That's Greeny. Greeny is is a. I mean, it's obvious he's a diehard Jet fan, and that he is almost like the 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 the, the mouth, the 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 voice, <laughs> the face of Jet fandom. And and that's legitimate. That's the way Jet fans typically are when things are going well we're going print the super bowl tickets and then when things are when they lose a game fire everybody get everybody out of here get... so uh that is up and down that's that is uh it's very very schizophrenic that is jet fans but uh no the buddha continues to propagate this lie that uh, i was saying that uh, zach wilson was better than Tua at some point that's a hundred percent not true all i have is my honesty and that is 100%. I can promise you that is 100% not true. Uh, all right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. We'll get more of your phone calls about uh, the Jets, the World Cup. Got some baseball thoughts that I got to get to uh, involving the Yankees and the Mets. We'll do that next. It is ESPN New York tonight. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Freddie and Fitz to come your way. I'm sure they'll have more than enough um, breakdown of the big U.S. win today. I, if they had lost, or I mean, let's be honest, if they had drawn against Iran, that that's as good as a loss. They would have been out. Iran would have been moving on. That would have been the polar opposite of the miracle on ice. That would have been, I mean, that would have been just a disgrace. Mostly because I was sitting there. I was spending my afternoon already watching it. It would have been the disgrace in the desert. As opposed to the miracle on ice, it would have been the complete opposite. Oh, that would have been awful. So at least they held on to that. So uh, that's coming up at midnight. We'll continue to take your phone calls at 1-800-919-ESPN. Uh, I did want to get a couple of baseball things in because, um, and look, there's no rush. <laughs> it's the baseball free agency. You can take your time. No pressing concerns there, and it doesn't feel like anything major is going to happen until the, the winter meetings. But I did kind of think that, uh, you know, you, you had the story about the Mets meeting with uh, Carlos Rodon. Uh, there's been talk of uh, Justin Verlander kind of weighing their options in case uh, Jacob deGrom ends up going someplace else. I don't know. Just kind of looking from the outside in, it kind of feels like there's not that many options for Jacob DeGrom. It feels like the concerns that everybody has about Jacob DeGrom is, 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 is the concerns that everybody has about Jacob DeGrom. It's not just the Mets that have the concerns. I think everybody has to have some concerns about, you know, just how durable he is going to be. How comfortable do you feel giving this guy a, a three- or a four-year contract? And if DeGrom is looking for major money, if he's looking to really cash in, where is a better option than the Mets? Where is he going to find something better than what the, the Mets are going to be offering? So, again, I don't know what's the most important thing to him. You, you heard during the season that playing closer to home was more important than the overall money. Uh, I still think money is going to be a pretty big factor, and I think money can, can fix a lot of things. So it just feels like at the end of the day, and from the Met point of view, yeah, all right, you know, you might feel a little leery about going three, four years for a guy who's missed as much time as DeGrom has, and 
and is, is what, 34 now? But don't you kind of, the fact that he is a franchise icon, doesn't that weigh in it a little bit, especially when, I know the Mets have a budget, everybody has a budget, but it seems like they're the one team where money is no object. And it would be a little weird to see Jacob deGrom, this all-time great Met, an organization that in the past has always had bad breakups with with other great all-time Mets playing for someone else when the deal could be there, uh, you know, to be made. And it doesn't feel like there's a great, you know, you're talking about the other options. Verlander's 40. Radon is not exactly Mr. Durable either. I think he threw 175 innings this year, but that was like the most innings he's ever thrown in his career. I think uh, 19, 20, he missed a lot of time. He's had a lot of injury concerns as well. Last two years, he's been great. But coming off a, a career high in innings, I don't know how comfortable you would feel with that. So uh, it doesn't. It feels like at the end of the day, Jacob deGrom, for me, is going to be back uh, with the Mets. The other thing, they have this, uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame has this contemporary baseball era committee that is uh, weighing uh, a certain amount of names. I guess it's seven names that have been put forward for possible induction to the Baseball Hall of Fame. The names are... Albert Bell, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Don Mattingly, Fred McGriff, Dale Murphy, Raphael Palmero, and uh, Kurt Schilling. So, you know, some guys that obviously their time on the, the regular ballot is over, and some guys clearly who, you know, why they have not been included, even though their careers, Bonds, Clemens, Palmero, um, have not been included. I thought baseball, uh, the MLB Network, did a sensational job. Uh, the Brian Kenny show, I think it's MLB Now, kind of laying out the case for Don Mattingly. I'm a huge Don Mattingly fan. He was my guy growing up. I still don't feel like he's truly a Hall of Famer. It would be great to see him get in. It would be great to see him get that honor. Uh, but I thought they did a sensational job just kind of laying out the case for why Don Mattingly does deserve to be uh, elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame. I don't think it's going to happen. Apparently the announcement on who, if anyone gets in, will come on Sunday at 8 o'clock. Uh, but I looked at the committee and there's a couple of former Braves on the committee. So I, if I, I don't know if there's betting odds anywhere, but Fred McGriff and Dale Murphy, I would be sitting by the phone. I think there's a pretty good chance. You know, I, I think it's you have to get 12 out of the 16 votes. Well, that's two right there. You got to figure that they're going to be pulling pretty hard for you. So uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday. I don't expect Don Mattingly to get in, but uh, it would be uh, sensational to uh, see that. And, and you talk about uh, a guy who still, even now, has, has not played you know, since 95 was his last season, a guy who still has a strong fan base and people that would show up to Cooperstown to see that guy get inducted. That would, be, uh, that would certainly be a wild scene. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Let's go to uh, Santiago is in New Jersey. Santiago, next up on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Gordon. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks, man. Thanks I, uh, for making it. I have a question. Last year when Mike White uh, threw against Buffalo, Buffalo was eating everybody out. And the Jets uh, team was uh, way different from now. But right. the point is, how, lo how long is a uh, – a player that get drafted second or first or third, how long do, does a team supposed to allow this guy to suck? And just because he got drafted second or third or fourth or first, right? Because when somebody is no good, it, it, people make mistakes. And this is the uh -huh. guy that I believe the GM made a mistake. Now, I'm not saying Mike White is going to save the Jets and uh, his Jesus or whatever. Well, at least is a guy that has a different attitude, which is very important in sports. 
very important to have a positive attitude and get along with your co-players. This guy, the other guy, he thinks he's the best. He's, uh, he already won a championship in his mind, which I don't think that's, that's right. Well, how long do you think they're supposed to give him? Well, I, I think, Santiago, it's pretty clear, and thanks for the phone call. Uh, I think it's 20 games. <laughs> I, I don't think that Mike White is going to uh, – look, Mike White could go out there and stink. And if he goes out there and throws four interceptions against the Vikings, you know, Jets have made it clear they, they, that the plan is to get Zach Wilson back in there at some point. So if Mike White went out there and really stunk up the joint, then maybe. But I think that as long as he goes out there and just plays competently, he doesn't have to be. Again, he was the reason you won the game against the Bears. He doesn't have to be the reason you're winning. The expectations, the, 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 um, the game plan still remains the same with Mike White as it was with Zach Wilson. And it is, let's run the football effectively. Let's, you know, uh, pass when we need to, hit a couple of passes here or there. You don't have to be the reason we win the game. Just be the reason we don't lose the game. So uh, unless Mike White goes out there and really stinks the joint up, I would think that unless the Jets get eliminated from playoff contention or have already wrapped up their playoff positioning or whatnot, I don't think you're going to see Zach Wilson again this year. I really don't. Uh, I don't see how you can make the argument when you are a playoff or bus kind of team that putting Zach Wilson back in there gives you a better chance to win the game. So uh, in terms of how many games it is, for Zach Wilson, it looks like it might very well be 20. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. It is Gordon Damer on ESPN New York tonight, 98.7 FM. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. We've been talking a lot. Uh, we opened the show talking Knicks after the big win against the Pistons. We've talked a lot about the U.S.'s big win over Iran earlier today at the World Cup. Thank goodness for that, at least. You don't have to be a soccer fan to, to appreciate that the U.S. could finally hold on there at the end to... Uh, do we have any updates? Is Christian Pulisic out of the ICU, Harvey? Do we know? I mean, he did run into – he collided with somebody today. I he just did, saw the he, tweet as well. He has a pelvic contusion, which doesn't sound pretty. Yeah. Um, but he's been out of the hospital. He was with his teammates. And let me see if I can get a word for word here. Yes, update from U.S. Soccer. Christian Pulisic has been diagnosed with a pelvic contusion. Status is day-to-day. U.S. Soccer says he was already back at the team hotel – by the time the team arrived. So, look at that. For my money, he's going to play on Saturday. Yeah. Can I ask this? Uh, and I know people will say, you know, I'm making fun of uh, his injury. I'm not. Go uh, ahead. Why, why was he down on the ground and, and unable to return after scoring the goal? The, the goalie, the Iran goalkeeper, he was fine. He didn't miss any time at all. They collided into each other. Well, it's because the, the Iran goalkeeper used his knee. And the knee landed in a not-so-very-fun right, area. No, I understand that. I mean, the pelvic area, right? I, I think we're being a little um, kind there in, in terms of the terminology. But Sure. I mean, you, you would figure that the, the knee could get banged up as well, no? I mean, if one guy is, is just unable, oh, my God, he's take him to the hospital, and the other guy, fine. Well, you got to know, the way the goal came about, he went in full force to try to get that uh, tap in. Right. And so I'm guessing just the uh, so the, the 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 other guy ran into him full force. He was yes. fine. 
Yeah, nothing um, happened to him. Knees, knees are away. strong, man. Knees are knees are strong, and when the, when knees hit you, you didn't you need a felt. timeout. Didn't need a breather. Didn't need anything. He's good to go. Just just things that I point out along. Oh, I meant to mention this earlier. The techno the the, the goal that was disallowed on the overtime. That um, vi- the, I don't know why the the graphic that they used to determine VAR. Yes. Is that used by soccer or is that used by the networks? No, it's used by soccer. So um, the technology is approved by FIFA, and FIFA passes it along to the different federations for their competitions. So like this one is with multiple goals uh, canceled out because of offside or, um, you know, there's a foul in the buildup of a play that turned into a goal. So they cancel those out. But, yes, it happens in England. It happens in all, all the leagues, you know, Major League Soccer. Um, World Cup qualifying has had it. You're gonna see it when club soccer returns. You're gonna continue to but see people who oh, yeah. watch that will. Fair enough. You're gonna, yeah. you know, the people will see it um, as these games come and start drawing to a close. Okay. So yeah, it uh, is. Well, um, look, here here's something to give credit to soccer for. That's good technology. How does the NFL not have something like that to determine first downs, touchdowns, pile? It, it would seem like the perfect thing. A video that can show you exact proof of of where things are in terms of the dimensions and everything else. That's one that the NFL should be stealing from the uh, from the soccer. So they use lines, essentially they draw vertical lines to determine whether a player is offside, and it sometimes it's, it's very marginal. It could be like your armpit is offside, or like your right. hand is offside, or your, right. your toes are. But yeah, in a day and age where people still use chains to measure first downs, absolutely, um, we we have. Video, especially stint. the touchdowns, because there's times where somebody run, you know, you, you have first and goal from the one they hand it off to the back, and he's pie. There's no way anybody can tell me the refs, the official. There's no way anybody can say with any definitive proof for sure. A lot of times, where the guy was down with that kind of technology, it would seem like that would be let's go, let's go to the let's delay these games even longer for more. Of it. No, but like at least get the call right. If it's right there, you can pop it up on the screen within two seconds. That that would be that would be good something to to steal. See, I'm not all negative all the time. People and, telling me I'm a bad guy. And how funny is it when you know people when a wide receiver gets their toes in bounds and you see like the patch of turf and they point to the turf to say, "Hey, I was in bounds. Look at the ground." Stuff like that. It's just what a world, you know. <laughs> all right, <laughs> if you say so, Harvey. All right, all right. That was not the point I was necessarily making, but a good a point all the same. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Danny is in Yonkers. Danny, next up on ESPN. Hello. tonight. What's up, Gordon? Uh, yo, I was just thinking, man, this Jets team could possibly go to the Super Bowl. They got the formula. Oh, as long as Mike White uh-huh. doesn't throw picks, I right. mean. That seems like it, a pretty I, big if. Yeah, I don't know. And I also had a question for you. All right. What happened to James Robinson? What, was he like? Does he not know the playbook? Is that he got jumped by Bam Knight for the on the depth chart? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Because um, at the time, it seemed like that was a you know you lose Brees Hall, and not that you could ever replace Brees Hall, but considering what you gave up to get James Robinson, it seemed like a good deal, right? And especially a running back, you don't really. It's not like uh, there's some big technique that you have to learn. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you should be able to, to to get in there right away. And and it doesn't seem like he's gotten a whole lot of run. And and it, it seems like the the kid Knight, who um, you know put uh, some decent numbers up against the Bears on Sunday, it seems like there's some some optimism that he might now kind of get a crack here with the uh, injury to Michael Carter. 
So, yeah, a little surprising because that deal at the time seemed like it was a pretty good deal. But, uh, yeah, it has not happened here for uh, James Robinson. Let's go out to uh, Shane is in New Jersey. Shane, next up on ESPN New York tonight. Hi, how you doing? Hey, Shane. The uh, <clears throat> Nobody's talking about the Devils. Devils are 19-4 no. this season. Yeah, no, they've been great. We talked about them last night. I brought up that they had won 16 of 17. It was really breaking it down. They, If they didn't have that uh, whole three goals turned around, they would have won that game. The one that they lost. Well, look, let's not get greedy. I mean, they've won 16 of 17. Come on. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's better than anybody else. The all-time record if they beat the Rangers this weekend, which they did. All right. Well, there you go. Your big, your big Devils guy. It's been, a, it's been a long time since they've turned things around, but they've, uh, they got things. Oh, Lindy Ruff, so right? They've got things Jack pointed Hughes. in the right direction now. Jack Hughes is amazing. Jack Hughes and is incredible. His uh, little brother, uh huh, is about to come in. Really? All right. Well, I mean, I got to be honest with you. Jack Hughes looks like he's about fourteen years old. Yeah, well, you know. How old is his brother? It looks like he's 12. Yeah, I'm going to say. He must He's like a 10-year-old out there on the ice. But look, he's he's been great. The Devils picked him number four. Jack Hughes, yeah. Well, look, there was high expectations when he was drafted, so uh, it's good to see they're now cashing in. I don't really have much to add on the Devils. There's a reason why I haven't been talking about them. I'm not really focusing on the Devils that much. I'm busy watching Knicks basketball. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So it's all out there for you, people. You got the, the Knicks win tonight. You got the, uh, the Mike White, Zach Wilson uh, storylines, which uh, apparently have not been beaten to death just yet. We got the, the World Cup stuff. Lots of stuff still to discuss. We'll do it next right here, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.